Next on BYUSN, the West Coast Conference releases its postseason awards today, but not before we do. Plus, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, joins us to preview BYU at the WCC Tournament. This is the way. Yes, it is, Chef. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We made it to March, baby. Welcome to Wednesday, March 1st. I'm Jeremy Jordan, alongside a guy who somehow got access to all of season three of The Mandalorian, out today on Disney Plus, uh, Jason Shepard. What, do you work for Disney Plus? Yeah, they, hey, send me a check. <laughs> I'm stoked, man. I have, not, I have not seen it. I cannot I wait. I haven't either. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I'm a little surprised. I know you like to watch these debuts at 10 a.m. So I'm, thank, <laughs> 10 so I'm, I'm glad that busy. you decided to, to come in today instead of watching The Mandalorian. Well, uh, honestly, there are a lot of concerts that I'll get tickets to, and they yes. release at 10 a.m. So sometimes <laughs> if I'm busy and looking at a computer, it's because I'm pulling the like trigger. Like when Spencer's making, having, you know, having his say on yes. whatever topic, I'm you're like, like buying tickets. I'm like, cut away to a single of Spence. We've, no, we finally. We made it. The, the, the space in between these, especially the really good ones, the ones that aren't great, you're like, it's fine. I, I'll wait I'll wait another year okay, and right. a half yeah. for, for season two to come out. The Mandalorian's not one of those. It's back, and I cannot wait. Very excited. My four-year-old uh, Tate was watching some of it this morning, and I was like, hey, spoiler-free environment. I know you don't even know what that means. Just don't tell us what happens. <laughs> He's like, okay, I won't tell you that. Blah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. It's like, stop it. All right, we are not going to talk about The Mandalorian on the show. But what we what? will talk about today, before the conference makes it official, we will give you our West Coast Conference postseason awards and our all-conference team, sort of. Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars, will stop by and tell us what BYU has to do in Las Vegas to play in any postseason. And Rudy Williams finally gets to eat a Cougar tail. But did he really? Mm, we'll explain a little bit later on. Here are today's headlines. West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament starts tomorrow with both the BYU men and women teams playing on Friday. All conference teams and individual awards will be announced later today. As mentioned, coming up in training, we'll give you our picks for those. And speaking of awards, Ari Mackey Williams and Emma Calvert both earn West Coast Conference All Academic Honorable Mention. And Fusini Troyori and Trey Stewart both earn WCC All Academic Team for 2023. Congratulations to everyone. Do you know the best student out of all the uh, on-camera personalities at BYU TV? I do not. Uh, Spencer Lind, All State Academic. How about really? that? I was just happy I got it. He's got the looks. He's got the brains. He's got it all. He can run the 40. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Speaking of, uh, gymnastics host Alenka at, uh, Alaska Anchorage for the final home meet of the regular season. One Eastern on the BYU TV app. That's where Spencer is. We'll check in with him a little bit later. It's coming up right after the show. And women's golf plays second at the Causeway Invitational in Sacramento. Round two of the tournament was canceled due to weather. Alicia May Mateo led the team with 72 tied for fifth overall. And former Cougar Eric Mika had eight points, 11 rebounds, and four assists for the G League Ignite, who beat the Iowa Wolves 110-102. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Trending is presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. So, regular season in the books. Tourney starts tomorrow in Vegas. Full coverage, of course, right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. So, let's talk about some of the awards and whatnot, but let's start with this. Will this be the first year BYU in the WCC of the 12 years does not have a team on the 
all-conference first team, and it's a 10-player first team. Yeah, Ben and I yesterday went through all the way back in going into this year, BYU had had somebody on the first day, at least one. A lot of times, too. And, and a lot of times, too, every single year since the Cougars were in the West Coast Conference. And right now, it looks like that's probably in jeopardy. Uh, I, I, we obviously don't know how this is going. I think the one that has the best chance, and I certainly think you can make a case, is Fusena Traore. Yeah. But right now, I, I just don't know if that's how this is going to play out. Because um, one thing, look, everybody wants to dog on the West Coast Conference, and, and we have who, seen who well, I'm just saying na nationwide. Nationwide. Just, it's, it's, the, it's the West Coast Conference. You know, it's what you hear all the time. We've seen this year, the, and, and really the last couple of years, the number of players that have come into this league, whether they're true freshmen or they've transferred in, there's a lot of individual talent in this league, and I think that's going to be reflected in some of the names that aren't on the first team this year. So I, I, it remains to be seen. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I, BYU does not have a first-team all-conference player this year, and part of that is reflected in the record. BYU 17 and 14. You could still have a first-team all-conference guy on that type of team, but that guy would have to be going for like 24 a game. Um, BYU didn't have a 14-point score this year. Um, Foos uh, was, was pretty good. He'll be on the second team, I believe. They do a five-man second team. If he's only honorable mention... It's a bit of a disappointment, right? I, I think he's second team. Yeah. I, I would be really surprised, and quite frankly, yeah. it would be somewhat of a Travis Sham mockery if he's Who's not on Travis? the second Yeah. Um, in the Big 12, we're hoping BYU can crack the second team. Uh, you know, first team is like a lot of NBA guys. Yeah. Um, and, and BYU doesn't have uh, kind of sustainable NBA guys at this point um, in the program. Perhaps they do currently, and they're just getting to that point later. Perhaps uh, those guys come in and make an impact. But as of right now, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't see um, any BYU Cougars on the first, the 10-man first team. But on the five-man second team, we agree that Foos probably yes, will be there. and should be. That's where, yeah, I think he should be there as well. Um, okay, so with that said, the league puts out a 10-man first team. We just uh, found out that there's only five players on the court at the same time. <laughs> so we're just going to do a five-man team. Yes. What is your top five, your first team all-conference, top five team uh, from this season? What do you think? All right. I am going to start out with two members of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. You would. Right out of the gate. Oh, yes, because I'm such a fan of the Zags. I only have one, by the way. Uh, Drew Timmy, right out of the gate. Naturally. No-brainer. P.O.Y. last he's, year. He's on there for sure. I did put Julian Strother on there, and some of that may be yep. because of what he did against BYU. Um, certainly, he's in the top 10, regardless, for yes. me. First team I, I somewhat questioned if I was going to put him in the top five. Ultimately, I landed there. Yep. So, Drew Timmy, Julian Strother from Gonzaga. I had Brandon Podzimski uh, from Santa Clara there. Aiden Mahaney, the freshman, fantastic, from St. Mary's. And Cam Shelton, who leads the league in scoring from LMU. Those are, the, those are my five. Podzimski, by the way, if Kyle Collinsworth did, like, mini dreads, that's what he would look like. <laughs> He's had a fantastic oh, season. And we'll get to that in a yeah. second. Um, okay, my my five-man first team, the only difference is I put um, Logan Johnson in over Strother. Um, had better stats. Also was the leading scorer on St. Mary's, who this year tied for the conference yep. um, championship. And, of course, uh, just a reminder, for all the stats and everything, it's conference only. They're not taking into account anything done with non-conference. So, um, you know, in conference, Logan Johnson averaged 17.7 a game. He was even better. 
Mahaney is an interesting one because he was awesome. His stats don't look like they're in the top five of guys, but their pace is slow. And his clutch level was really high. And he he was clutch against Gonzaga. He had the game-winning basket literally both times against BYU. And I just that weighs in a lot for well, me. And being a freshman, yes. like we give you like a little more yes. benefit of the doubt there. Mahaney is a, a top five player in the league. His stats don't say it, but he absolutely is. I, I agree with you hundred percent. The fact that he is a freshman and that Randy Bennett gave him the keys to the car. You're going to run this team. They end up obviously having the season that they did yep. and they'll, they'll go in as the number two seed. Top 10 net team. It's the yep. fact that he They're did really that good. as a true freshman. Yep. That's that's enough reason right there. Almost, well, and we'll get to it a little bit later when we get to player of the year type stuff. But yeah, I, I have no problem with Aiden Mahaney being there. In okay, fact, so the much I put in there. Same. Yeah. Yes. No, he's a good player. All right. And so, we will never see him again. Yes. So let's go from our until top Monday. Five. <laughs> yes. Yes. After Monday. That's what I mean. We will see him Monday. Let's go. Let's start at the top with coach of the year. Yeah. So this you, is an easy pick. You well, see, you and I differ on this. Randy Bennett. See, I because put, St. St. Mary's I put was Randy not Bennett to do this. Well, see, and, and I they did it. Okay, so coach of the year is always this ship. Oh, we didn't expect that. That's what the coach of the year is. When yes. Damon Stoudemire and Pacific won it, it's because Pacific stunk, and then they uh, were better than people thought. But Mark Pope should have won it that year. They were, BYU was amazing in 1920 and finished the year with that win over Gonzaga, like top 25 team. Mark Pope should have been it. In fact, uh, I know that ruffled some feathers. Um, he should have been it. When I had, when I wrote down it? my answer first, I put Randy Bennett. I changed it to Herb Sendak. Because because they I, took third. Because they were picked sixth, they finished third. Yeah. They ended up losing from last year's team four of their five top scores, including an NBA lottery pick. And I could see that one. And they moved up into the third spot in the conference. People expect St. Mary's to be good. Yes. They didn't so expect I, to be I ended up good. going with, with Herb, which is what they say I in it was England. Herb here, this here, whole yes. Time. Here in America, we say Herb Sendak. Yeah, Herb Sendak. Yes. So, so that's where we differ. That I said Herb, and you went with Randy. How much to say Herb Sendak during a Santa Clara game? I will. I will not. No. 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 Nothing. No. Nothing. Not a halftime. No. Mm-mm. I'm doing halftime. Okay. Uh, player of the year. Who you got? Uh, player of the year. I went with Drew Timmy. What is this, Gonzaga Sports Nation? Again, uh, you're not gonna. This doesn't. This doesn't make me feel good to be saying this. Drew Timmy's the best all-around player in the conference, and quite frankly, I I, I had a, a battle in my mind that I almost gave it to Aiden Mahaney, and, mm. and honestly, Brandon Podzimski was third, and it was boom, 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 where I'm like, I could make a case for all three of these players to be Player of the Year. Ultimately, I went with the best team in the league, the best all-around player. The guy that's been here for 18 Best years. Best team in the league, St. Mary's. And Drew um, Timmy. Same record as Gonzaga, higher net. I would argue St. Mary's, well, higher ranking for Gonzaga. I think St. Mary's is the best. I, 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 just, I just think Drew Timmy is the best player in I the I think conference. Brandon Pajemski of Santa Clara will win the, the player of the year. He was second in scoring, first in rebounding as a 6'5 guard, sixth in assists. Those are higher than uh, Drew Timmy's ranks. He had more points per game, more rebounds per game, and more assists per game than Drew Timmy. Yes, they tied for a conference championship. I could see that. Timmy's an all-timer at Gonzaga, all-timer in the West Coast Conference. I think Pajemski was the best player. A Kyle Collinsworth-like thing here in that he rebounds a ton. Not the triple-double number, but 
Pajemski might win it. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it is Timmy. All right, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. We both go with the same one, it looks like. Mitchell yeah. Saxon of St. Mary's, uh, number one in blocks, tied for second in reboundings, uh, rebounds, on the tied for first best team in the league. I think he's a clear defense player of the year. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's that's a no-brainer. We both agree. So, uh, sixth man. This one was harder. There's not a lot of great six men in the league, and I'm I'm gonna play. And it looks like we both are. Yeah. The the, the we work at Brigham. The card. homer card. The homer card is Rudy Williams. He's a starter that's coming off the bench. Twelve uh, a game, eleven point eight a game in league. He had three twenty point games in league off the bench. Malachi Smith from Gonzaga was the other that could be the sixth man of the year. But Rudy Williams um, is definitely a starter that was playing off the bench, and he played spectacular. I'm not including when he started. Like Saturday, that's yeah. not in my conversation of this, of those three 20-point games. By the way, I love the fact that when we wrote down our stuff and we put every team, who you know, so-and-so and then the team, I actually did put Rudy Williams, comma, BYU. <laughs> Thank you. Just, Thank you for that. Wait, where does he play again? It was more oh, to yeah. keep it uniform with everything else I had written, because had I not, it would have bugged your, me. Your OCD kicked yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Had to, have it. had to have it. All right, newcomer of the year. This one's the most obvious of all of the choices. It's Aiden Mahaney. Uh, this guy was a baller, and he deserves to be the newcomer of the year. So clutch, 15 a game in league. To step in and be the guy at St. Mary's at point guard is – really interesting because they've had so many good guards and for him to be a freshman by the way he lives like two, two miles away from campus like yeah he's the Provo high kid at BYU <laughs> if you will he was so good this year and unfortunately crazy clutch against BYU yeah Aiden uh don't call me Mahoney Mahaney uh is the answer Colton's like no <laughs> yeah so yes we agree so yep. interesting yep. is a couple variations but uh in large Not part much, we, yeah. we pretty much agree on on be interesting to see if there are any surprises when this comes out later today undoubtedly there will be yeah it, every year it seems like there's at least one thing where you're like whoa what so-and-so right. made the first team i'll tweet out by the way who i think are gonna or, or who my first team is um you mean the, the next five dudes gotcha yeah all right. Yeah. All right. We spent a lot of time on the men's side of the postseason awards, but what about the women's side? Mm -hmm. um, Lauren Gustin leads the West Coast Conference and the nation in rebounding at that. 16 and a half. She's quite good at it. In fact, uh, Alex Fowler said she's an insane rebounder mm. uh, from Portland. Uh, she's fifth in conference scoring and she's fourth in field goal percentage. Does she have a chance to be the West Coast Conference Player of the Year? <sighs> if BYU was in the top three, yes. Uh, because BYU slid to the five seed, I just don't see how it's going to happen. I think Yvonne Ejim probably wins or uh, Kaylin Trong um, from Gonzaga. Yeah, it's tough. Alex Fowler was tremendous as well. Um, yeah, if BYU was better as a team, they're 17 and 14 overall, 9 and 9 in league. She would have had a great shot. Um, but yeah, fifth in points, first in rebounds, nine more than anybody else. Nine more. Yes. She will be Defensive Player of the Year, undoubtedly, yes. in the conference. Player of the Year, I think if BYU was better, she could have won it. Yeah, I, I, and it's, it stinks that that's, gonna, that's probably going to play a role because in my mind, yeah. from a consistency standpoint and a production standpoint, game in and game out, and how dominating she was, in my mind, she's the WCC Player of the Year. Our question of the day is this. How much do you care about the end-of-season awards at uh, Talking Air on Twitter? They're the best thing ever when BYU wins. Otherwise, not at all. When it's negative, <laughs> when or, it's when it's convenient, yeah, you dismiss it. Yeah, let's it, be honest. We're all that way. It is inconvenient this year. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, BYU TV will have the opening games for both BYU men's and women's basketball Friday at the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. The women will take on either Santa Clara or Pepperdine at 3 Eastern. The men will face either San Diego or Portland at 9 Eastern. You can watch them live from Las Vegas on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. After the break, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, is in studio. Is there a path to the postseason in Vegas? I know the him. basketball team. He's a friend from work. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Jerem Jordan. Why do you look so much taller than me? Should I just sit up properly? It's not helping. It's genetics. <laughs> uh, today, the Mandalorian comes out. We're stoked. And I know Greg's son is particularly stoked. Greg Rebell's on the show. The Mandalorian comes out today. It's a big deal in your that. household. Maybe not for you, but for the household, right? Yeah, I'm all X-Wings and TIE Fighters. That, 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 that's my <laughs> okay, era. Okay. So, you know, after, after that, it's, it's you know kind of <laughs> just Ewoks in your <laughs> okay we are in March I don't know if you realize that um, March, As of is, today, the March is a beautiful month yes thank you it's a beautiful month and you, you can kind of feel it in the air because uh, hey we're headed to Vegas for some basketball baby it's gonna be a fun week and soon uh, as in next year we'll be headed to Kansas City so a change of pace uh, next year but uh, yeah the 12th and final WCC tournament uh, for BYU Let's go, baby. I, it's it's funny that it's already here. I mean, at the beginning of the year, you're like, oh, it's gonna, the season and all, everything that's that's ahead of us, and then it's right here before you know it, and you have all the ups and downs of, of everything that goes through. What did you see in Saturday's win that you think or you believe is sustainable this week in Vegas to see what BYU can do? Point guard play. You know, in, in playoff hockey, we always talk about the hot goalie. You can ride a hot goalie to the Stanley Cup. And I think, I think you can ride a hot point guard in postseason basketball. Mm. I think Rudy's that guy right now. Uh, getting him back in the starting lineup, uh, he was already playing well. I think he's double figures his last seven games. His shooting number is really reliable. Uh, gets to the basket a lot. I mean, a, a point guard who can get fouled and make his free throws at his rate is super valuable. Um, the seven assists and one turnover, you keep that trend going. I think he's the hot goalie for BYU right now. It's Rudy Williams. That's should, sustainable. Should he start on Friday? I'd roll him out. Why not? I yeah. would, too. He yeah. acted like on Monday, no, I'd prefer to come off the bench again. Yeah, I, you know, at this point, how many games do you have left? Uh, you, you know, Maybe and, one. Like, you have to so show up, I, right? I, yeah. I, I go with the hot hand, and, and I think it's more than a, it can be more than a senior night gesture to put Rudy out there and just keep – again, they won with him in, played well. BYU played one of his best games of the season, arguably. Uh, roll him out. That's what I, I mean. Hey, that's just me, but roll him out. Yeah. yeah. Outside of winning the tournament, we're talking about postseason here. Obviously, you win the tournament, you're in the NCAA tournament. For, for BYU to have any postseason, whatever it is, NIT, whatever, what, what's, what does that look like? What gets BYU into postseason play? Well, I, I think getting, getting to Tuesday could put you in that, in that NIT mix. I mean, they're already kind of in the periphery of the NIT, but there are a lot of good teams that are going to make the NIT. And we haven't gotten into conference tournament time yet where obviously bids get you know, eaten up there. But I think if they got themselves to 20 wins with a win over St. Mary's, um, I think you're, you're, you're in the picture, right? Yeah. Uh, if you take a look at, at last year's 
um, you know, the, the five lowest rated teams to get in the NIT last year. BYU is right in that ballpark, right in that window. Uh, today's Ken Palm is 77, the Nets 89. If you won three games in Vegas, you're probably looking at a top 75 net, arguably, right around there. And I think that puts you kind of in the mix for the NIT. Um, so I, I think getting to Tuesday would probably do or could do it for BYU, if not a guarantee. Uh, I think anything short of, of Tuesday, they, there might be too many teams between BYU and that NIT field. Realizing this is the last year that this will even be a conversation, but you, you touched on something that I, I had kind of forgotten about. And it, it's sort of X-Wings and TIE Fighters, not X-Wings oh. and TIE Fighters. They're always, always at top online. of mind with <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but this will be the last year where BYU has this early conference tournament and to where whatever you do, good or bad, it, it's not necessarily forgotten, but sort of lost in the shuffle with everybody else starting a week later. Mm -hmm. How much how much more do you think that will benefit BYU? And it's going to benefit everybody. But going from the situation they're in to playing a week later, and if you can have one of those runs, having it be more top of mind, yeah. how much do you think that will help moving forward? I, I think you always feel more top of mind when you get into that selection week of play. Uh, the games seem to matter more to more people at that time. And, and BYU will be needing to go on runs in, in the Big 12. It would be harder to get on a roll and yeah. go on a run in that league, certainly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'll, I'll be curious to see what the Big 12 tournament format will look like with a 14-team uh, 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 with a 14-team makeup. Yeah. Who plays when and, and how many games you have to win to, right. you know, to find yourself in the real mix of, of postseason play there. Yeah, there's some like the Big Ten will go, you know, f they play four, six, four is kind of their thing. So yeah. we'll see if, you know, when BYU is showing up and how long they're there and what it looks like on the women's side. It'll be very interesting. As for the WCC, though, I mean, BYU's never been out before the quarters. Of course, they've only had one opportunity to be out when that was last year and they won their second round game. And, and they're rarely out before the semis. And so, you know, historically, BYU has been a Monday team at the very least uh, for them. I think eight of 11 tournaments they've played on the Monday. And, and so winning two games, putting you on a Monday, I think that's already a, 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 a symbol of success, getting to Monday night. You've already beaten a higher-seeded team if you get there. And then you already know that you can play with St. Mary's. You, you had two great games against them. For that matter, you know you can play against Gonzaga. I had two games that could have won there even. So that's what I think makes this, this year's tournament particularly fascinating for BYU is even the ones and twos are teams BYU played with this year and, and felt that they had as good a chance to win them as the opponent. BYU got the best possible situation, it feels like, given who's there. Yeah. San Diego, Portland. You played once, you won both. You and not only that, historically, Coach Pope's never lost to San Diego or Portland. There you go. And he's 7-1 against LMU. The one loss came in L.A. a couple months ago. So you're 17-1 against the pre-Monday opponents. Historically. This is beautiful. Yeah. And the last game. And also, too, not cut, yeah, but, the, but the composition of the teams on the other side, I, I, I think BYU feels, especially in the backcourt, they, they maybe got the teams they quote-unquote wanted as opposed to what's on the other side. Now, that's million all. million percent. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, you, the last time BYU played LMU at home, at home BYU against LMU was incredible, like they were yeah. against San Francisco. Yeah. And so BYU can get to Monday. And if they get to Monday, I think it's like, okay, this team at least got to where we were hoping. And then just see what happens against St. Mary's. And if I have St. Mary's, I do not want to see BYU rolling in on a – into Monday on a two-game win streak on that court I haven't played on yet. Yeah, BYU's on a heater and St. Mary's is playing for the first time. BYU's been in that position too, and those first games are always kind of wonky. Yes. Uh, and the, the teams on BYU's side of the bracket, just looking at the top side of the bracket, when they won, they won big. And when they lost, they barely lost. 
So they, I, I, again, I think they feel like they're on the right side. Mm -hmm. Now they have to just go out and, and I love and prove it. it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And, and obviously being on Friday, ideally you don't play on Friday. There may, may be some benefit for this team to do that because they might need a little run-up. Yes, they just won convincing Saturday. Um, they they sort of needed these stakes to rise up. We've seen BYU rise up a couple times. Mm -hmm. Now it's a time. Well, and where you're now not doing it. anything on Sunday, you get an extra game, and maybe that sort of takes the place of what you would have done yep. had, had you been a, a team that participated on doing things on Sunday. Yep. So it certainly helps. So in the, we were talking earlier um, about uh, – about the fact that BYU, since joining the WCC, had always had at least one player in the the first team for all WCC. Yeah. Do you think they get one this week, this today? Do you yeah, think that happens? Foose will be on the line, right? Yeah. Like he's one of the top 15. Does he make that 10 and five cut? Because then WCC they go 10 player, mm -hmm. first team, five player, second team. So he'll be in the top 15. But does it is he does he sneak in back end of of the first team or is he dropped to team two? That'll be the question for me. I, I could easily put him in the first team and feel good about it. Um, and he's he's a, he's a 13 and eight guy shooting better than 60 percent in conference. Those are really good numbers. Um, you know the, the the best player on uh, on a top five team. Uh, he, he can he could he could be there and you could argue it certainly, uh, but it'll be right on that on that line. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, mean, it'd be, I, I don't know if, if, if Gonzaga and St. Mary's get six of the ten, but they could. But they could get six of the ten, which takes a lot of space up. But just those two teams. And then uh, Rudy Williams is an interesting candidate for sixth man of I, I the year. Yeah, why he not? could be the guy. We think he. Could yeah, be the he's, guy. he's a 12.3 assist guy shooting nearly 50 percent. Um, in, in conference, um, off the bench. He started one of 16 games. So I, I, I could go with Rudy with no problem. And then Dallin Hall should be on the freshman team, no yeah. question. You'd think, yeah. yeah. Started most of the games. So coach of the year, player of the year, newcomer, what do you got? Uh, well, newcomer Pajemski, uh, I, I think. Okay. Over, yeah. over that's Mahaney. Tr that's true. Yeah. I, look, I, no, I was no. between the two, but no, I, I went Mahaney. I had forgotten this was his first year. Yeah, in the league. Is. Yeah. He is yeah. the newcomer yeah, there. I, not I mean, just yeah. explosive. Yep. I mean, as great yep. as Mahaney was, and no doubt Mahaney's a first team guy to me. Um, Pajemski just, just you know, he had no multiple question. 30 point games. So I like Pajemski's newcomer. Yeah. Coach will be probably between Randy and, and Herb. You could always give it to Mark Few. Yep. He's a co champion again. By the way, Let's just for a moment. I used to always say um, that that BYU is playing with the uh, the Kansas of the West Coast Conference when they got Gonzaga in the league. Now they go to play with Kansas of, of, of the, the Kansas. Kansas. Okay, so yeah. Gonzaga of the Big Twelve. But but Gonzaga is <laughs> it's it's a, it's amazing. Just I, I had to note these down. Eleven consecutive WCC regular season titles, longest current streak nationally. Sixteen consecutive twenty-five win seasons. They've won 22 of the last 23 WCC titles. They've been in the WCC tournament title game in 25 straight years. Uh, they've been in the NCAAs 23 years in a row. Seven straight Sweet 16s. Uh, they, they've won the WCC tournament 20 times. Like, BYU was in a 12-season grind with just a behemoth in this league. And now they get to go experience it in the league that Kansas dominated and has dominated for so long. They've just won the league for the 17th time in 19 years. In the Big 12. It's incredible. So the Cougs have gotten good training for what it's like to, to face a, a true juggernaut in the nation because they've had arguably the two most dominant teams in college basketball in their leagues, Kansas and Gonzaga. They've had one, now they're going to get the other. Should Gonzaga, given that success, I think they like being a big fish in a small pond, chase the TV money? Because what's left for them is like get, they've changed the rules to accommodate their non-conference and whatnot. Uh, I, I wonder why they'd ever leave. Yeah, but I'm sure it would appeal to Mark Few, though, too, because after, I mean, he knows what they can do in the WCC. And granted, he knows that he can get a high seed and, and go deep in the NCAA tournament from that league, but 
Oh gosh, it'd be is really. Is it the next challenge for that? I think it'd be really appealing. Although him. I guess they're trying yeah. to win the Natty. That's the next challenge. But like yeah. in league, t- everybody, nobody switches league for competition. They switch it for TV money primarily. I wonder if they feel that need. I, I, and I, how long I would, is Mark I wouldn't be, be there? surprised if they felt a little restless at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they flirt with a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they're flirt worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. Not to put you on the spot, but with this being the last conference tournament, is do you have a WCC moment that stands out to you from the last decade plus? Oh, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I, Tyler Hawes' game winner from the free, low, uh, free throw line against Santa Clara, because BYU has been in, in very few true, you know, make it or break it type situations in that, in, in, in that conference tournament. But Tyler's game uh, certainly stands out. They were kind of in a heartbreaking uh, side of that. I think lost 51-50 to St. Mary's in yeah. the Oli Trials, yeah. Jake Toulson, TJ Hawes year. redemption shot. Yeah, the COVID year. Yeah. Um, but uh, the t- Tyler's shot probably stands out to me. But, you know, never having won the thing, um, you're kind of looking at those kind of moments. But, uh, you know, and it, it's just so funny that as tough as it's been for BYU to win a conference tournament title for a while, and this year's been kind of, you know, up and down and a lot of resiliency of adversity. Wouldn't it be funny if, if of all years, in the last year in the <laughs> WCC, something special happens? It'd be awesome. And what if Gonzaga doesn't play in the title game for the first time in forever? How like does that Santa look? Clara because be Santa some, Clara yeah. will, you know, clearly, you know, if Santa Clara gets past their game, they'll, they'll have a shot, right? It'll, it'll be a fun game, at least I would think. But then again, Gonzaga's Gonzaga. And it's funny, we talk about the Zags. Oh, it's a bit of a down, a bit of a down. <laughs> 25 wins, yeah. conference co-champions. Top 15. Number yeah. one scoring net. team in the country. Number one shooting team in the country. And most efficient team. In the, it's still Gonzaga. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Gonzaga stinks this year. They're only what Greg just said, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, incredible. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for the time, Greg. We appreciate it. We'll see what the awards are this afternoon and then uh, have fun Friday. We'll see you down there. Yeah, I'll see you down there. And spring football is just around the corner. That'll be, that'll be fun to talk Got about. Got the combine. See who emerges there. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a great time. It There's is a, a great time. All right, yeah, guys. Thanks, Greg. You bet. Thanks, Greg. All right. Join us immediately after BYU Sports Nation today for the home finale for BYU Gymnastics. The Cougars hosting Alaska at 1 Eastern on the BYU TV app right after this show. The whole state. The whole state. The Jets say Zach Wilson hasn't reached his ceiling, but what is his ceiling in the Big Apple? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, all you need to do is follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Here's Jason. I'm Jerem. Let's whip it. Google Whip Round is presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. New York Jets GM Joe Douglas was quoted at the NFL Combine Media Day saying, quote, we still feel like there is a very high ceiling with Zach, obviously speaking of Zach Wilson, we still feel strongly that Zach is going to be able to hit his ceiling, end quote. What is Zach's ceiling this year in New York, in your opinion? In New York is an interesting question. Uh, become a starter and keep the job is, is in New York almost feels like it'd be great, let alone like, oh, real success and go to the playoffs and, you know, whatever stats. I wonder if this is the team that Zach can have success with. I've been saying since the draft, I was afraid of the Jets. New OC Nathaniel Hackett, though, is in. Maybe they find something there with this Wilson instead of Russell Wilson. (laughs) Hopefully. We're all rooting for Zach, of course. I'm just afraid of the Jets, historically, not developing quarterbacks. Yeah, because the ceiling is, hopefully, like you said, being being the starter. Because right now, you have all of the talk about Aaron Rodgers and... You know, the fact that Derek Carr is going to be meeting with them and Jimmy Garoppolo and clearly interested in a veteran guys like that are in there. So the ceiling right now, get this 
get the opportunity to be the starter and then see what happens. Hmm. Okay, uh, the Big 12 announces its entertainment and fan experience for the conference basketball championships include performances by Fat Joe, uh, DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaq, and more. Are you looking forward to the All-Star Game feel of the conference championships next year? Um, it's a really cool idea, and, and I, I will be all in as long as it doesn't have the on-the-court All-Star feel, where literally <laughs> no people defense. were moving out of the way so that people could have a running start to dunk. That's, that's, that's the only thing about the All-Star Game that I hope doesn't happen. Everything else sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure how you fix it. Um, no, that's going to be cool. Jordan Sparks singing the national anthem. Uh, Brett Yormark has experience in the entertainment industry. Yes. He wants this to be a big deal outside of just the games, which is going to be awesome. And let's be honest, just the games are going to be a big friggin' deal too because you have the best basketball league in America. So it's going to be super fun. And it was awesome that they, they're actually going to showcase food from every team around the league as well. So I'm interested in knowing like what BYU food would be featured there. I'm not exactly sure. Cougar Tails. No, not a dessert. Like a meal. Like a meal. A meal. I'm thinking. Is it Bam Bam's barbecue or something? I'm, They're I'm, like, you have barbecue in Utah? We're in Kansas City. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Look. What are you thinking? Roast mashed potatoes. Okay. Some rolls. That's we like got a typical a, Sunday. We got a what? Mississippi roast. Yeah. Green Jello is gonna oh, certainly would classic. be would be brought up with carrots maybe in it, some cheese. Yeah. That's, is that really how we want to roll out the Big 12 showcasing that? <laughs> All right, Rudy Williams was asked during a break of uh, BYU basketball with Mark Pope to do the gritty, which, yep. by the way, he did. Mm -hmm. But who did it better? Was it Rudy, as we're watching right now, or one Spencer Linton? Yes. Well, let's, 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 see, let's, see, let's see Spencer and compare here. I like Spencer's more. There's a lot of hop in there. Less I remember action, this right? morning because he was yeah. trying to get me to do it as well. And yeah. I'm like, no, no. Well, he'd probably put in hours of practice. Um, he no. did. He watched a YouTube video yeah. before he told me. Of course. Of course. Uh, I like Spence more. I, I don't think Rudy tried that hard. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, I like Spence there. I, I, I agree. I think it was Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. In a Pirates Orioles spring training game, <laughs> the Pirates were the home team. We're ahead after the top of the ninth, thus ending the game, but both teams had agreed to play a full nine. So one more half. We're getting our money's worth. However, the umpires were not in on the deal and left, leaving the teams to call their own balls and strikes and outs for the final inning. Was that a good idea? Look, it's how everybody else plays sports. Just call your own fouls. Call your balls church, and strikes. Church ball Saturday. Uh, oh, what's, 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 what's wrong? Let's be honest. They were probably more accurate calls when they left. <laughs> <laughs> where's the Where's the computer? You know, the, yeah, the, the, the computer generated the balls automated and balls and strikes when you need it. They, I have no problem with this. It. I have no problem with this. They're like, listen, one thing. I'm gonna be taking my time in this box. Oh yeah. We're all sped up. Yeah. Is it too fast for you right now? No, I love what's it. What's going on? Love it. I think it's just a tad sped up. No. Like, like by. Three or four seconds. No, see, I, honestly, because we're, you love this, it. This is in college. This is in college baseball too, with the 20-second pitch clock. So, so all the games that I called, the eight games that I called in Louisiana with BYU baseball, it had a great rhythm to it in terms of the, the pitcher gets the ball yeah. within 20 seconds, he's pitching well, it. You're not paid per hour, so you don't care. Well, well if you were paid I, per I, hour, you'd want the longer I game. loved the flow of the games. Yeah. Now I know the, the the hitters are the ones that right now like they don't feel like they're in a, in a rhythm well, because I'm doing my gloves and I got. But in, but in terms of pace of play, I have loved it. There you go. Okay. All right. Did you miss the season finale of BYU basketball with Mark Pope? If you did, you obviously missed Rudy doing the gritty. But you can watch it on demand with Greg Rubel and the coach as they talk 
about senior night and then look ahead, obviously, to this week's WCC tournament in Las Vegas. Watch it on demand on BYUSN.com and the BYU TV app. Greg said from Rudy it was the Grudy, and uh, nice. Spencer Linton won that matchup, we think, and he is next door at the Smith uh, Marriott Center. Kids Day, school bus is rolling in. We'll check in with Spencer ahead of the gymnastics meet and WCC tournament coming up after the break. My son's on one of those. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. Here I'm Jordan, Jason Shepard, who's uh, much taller in this chair than that chair. Uh, let's go live Hydraulics. next door to the to the Marriott Center, <laughs> where gritty champion yes. Spencer Linton now joins us. Uh, shirt and tie, Justin Timberlake style over in the Marriott Center. What's up, dog? Looking good. Kids Day, gymnastics. Let's go, baby. It's a great day. And uh, I, I just appreciate the love that you and Jason Got you. extended to me for my middle-aged vanilla man dance moves. That's... Uh, that really resonates with me at this stage. Mo Williams called us that, just so everyone understands <laughs> what that reference is. But what's the environment like? Because Kids Day is always a unique fun day. Uh, it's for gymnastics. It's a little bit different than the basketball game. I, I feel like the kids understand that at some time, at some point, or sometime, they they might need to be a little bit quieter for some of the beam routines and things like that. So it's not just this constant, you know, 104 decibel shrill for the entirety of the basketball game, right? It, it, it wavers more in gymnastics, but I think they're just super stoked to be out of school. It's snowing outside there at the Marriott Center. We expect about, you know, three to 4,000 kids today. It's a good it's a good time, but there is, there. I'm not kidding. There is at times moments of semi-reverence from, from the kids. <laughs> at Quieter than any meets. primary ever. Yes. yes. <laughs> Well, like one of the, the shots that we we showed while you were you were talking, it was a kid with uh, with a Grogu. Hat I saw on. it too, so yep. so so it, it makes it makes me wonder. Any chance with the Mandalorian season three making its debut today, streaming currently? Uh, any chance there will be any Mandalorian themed routines today, or references by you? Or references by you? Yes. Well, now there are going to be references by me. Absolutely. I don't know that we're going to see a thematic Mandalorian floor routines. <laughs> Maybe we could sneak in some Mandalorian Star Wars music uh, while the gymnasts are performing on the beam. They like to have some, you know, some music that's just general music playing while they do their beam. Just when, so when somebody gets a tan, just say, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Anything above a 9-9 yeah. on first reference, if there's a 9-9 or higher for it, I will absolutely do yeah. it. Absolutely. Mark my word, that is going to happen. Nice. Okay, we were talking about the West Coast Conference Awards. Who do you think wins player of the year? This is interesting because I feel like St. Mary's is the best team, but I don't think that they have the best player. I still think Drew Timmy is the best player overall. I think his numbers have been so ridiculously good, and Gonzaga has been a little bit down. I still think he's the best player in the conference. Am I crazy to think that? No, that's who I went with. Yeah, you are, for Jim. Uh, so, okay, so on the, let's, let's, let's go to this then before we let you go. On the other side of things, on the women's side of things, Lauren Gustin, what are her chances of being the West Coast Conference Player of the Year? I think she should be. Yeah, I, I think the thing that absolutely is killing her right now is BYU finishing fifth place. That's what we said. That's just crushing. Like, how do you, how do you, if you're the West Coast Conference and you're the coaches, how do you make her the player of the year on a fifth place team? I, it, I feel like it's the right thing to do, but I believe that coaches will be like, BYU just wasn't as dominant as they have been. Even if they finish top three, then yeah, she's player of the year. But 
she's had a special, special season. But I feel like they're going to lean toward somebody from Gonzaga, um, or maybe even Alex Fowler of Portland, yeah. you know, one of the top two teams. Lauren Gustin has been, in her position, statistically, the most dominant player in the conference, hands down. The fifth place finish is crushing her chances to win that. So that's what I we said, man. I hope yeah. they do the right thing. I believe it's going to be Alex Fowler. Yeah, I, I think Yvonne Ejim, but uh, we'll okay. see. Yeah. Okay, Spence, have a great call, man, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow uh, in Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament. As long as I got my suit and tie, this is the way. Nice! Nice! I love it. Little, little JT, little uh, Mandalorian. <laughs> Thanks, Spence. You got it. Spencer Linton from the Marriott Center. It's always a fun day. Check it out on the BYU TV app coming up uh, in 14 minutes. Yeah, as soon as the show's done, I'm going to head over and uh, check it out. So. You know what? Let's just throw it to them now. Let's just take 14 Good minutes. night, everybody! We'll see you later. No. <laughs> We'll do one more segment. All right. Join us live from Las Vegas this week as we bring you complete West Coast Conference basketball tournament coverage beginning tomorrow with BYU Sports Nation and four games that day, four games Friday, mm -hmm. two women's games Saturday, and two Go. women's games on Monday. If you want West Coast Conference tournament hoops, it's right here on BYU TV. We got you. And coming up, Rudy Williams tried his first ever cougar tail last night. Or did he? What happened? What happened? <laughs> This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps or listen to the podcast. Please, while you're there, subscribe, rate, and review. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We give it to Sage Young, Elizabeth McClellan, and Annalie Jorgensen, who helped Rudy Williams complete his BYU experience by uh, last night on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. He said he had never tried a cougar tail, so the trio went and bought the mini versions from the creamery, uh, which is a nice gesture to make sure he had the chance. Now, here's a question which you brought up pre-show. Is it a cougar tail if it's a if it's a small version? You see, or does that have to look, be like this, the 18 this, inch? This takes tail? nothing away from what the young ladies did, and it's not Rudy's. It's not anything Rudy did. In my mind, if we're if we're going with the what is technically a cougar tail, it's not a cougar tail unless it's it's just a maple bar it's, at it's, that point. It's just a maple long john. That's it. Nice. That's what it is. Okay, we actually so, have video. Uh, yes. Oh, no, go, no, please, go to the video. Okay, yes. we have video of this, and there's debate as to whether Rudy actually tried the donut. We'll take a look. First time eating a cougar tail. <laughs> Three out of ten. This is like 8.9 out of 10. Let's okay. go. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, guys. Shake. Thank you. Again. Can, can we replay the, the bite he took there? That was like my daughter when I give her something new to eat, and she's like, like barely, like nibbles on it. Didn't even take a bite? Like, it's like it, kind of? It's nothing, it's nothing negative about Rudy. Yeah. It's nothing negative about the, the girls that, yeah, here, that gave here, here, him here the donut. Look. Okay. Like, it's, just, it's a nibble. Barely. It's a nibble. Look, uh, as maybe, long maybe as it's like he's on a certain diet, I am more than season. happy to purchase as long as compliance it, it, it is yeah. upheld by compliance. Yeah, I will buy an actual cougar tail and I will give it to Rudy so he can well, try. That happened last night. So I'm just saying. OK, so but, it, oh, but oh, you're saying that. I'm talking the well, actual it's not if it's not the, the, the 18 inch 
donut, it's not a cougar tail. He he um, isn't going to try full cougar tail. If he no. Didn't, he just took a nibble last night. He can nibble he off of the it. cougar tail. Here's the thing. He, he's just getting the flavor. Like, okay, is this good? Does it taste good? Does it like maple? Uh, chocolate was rolled out on Saturday. Dave McGann, huge chocolate fan. Yes, that's the preference. The preference is chocolate. Is the chocolate, yes. Okay. We're discussing hard-hitting <laughs> things here. On Rudy, I will buy you an actual cougar tail so that you can take a bite off that and then you can say you've actually eaten a cougar tail. Who, who was I will buy you a cougar tail. I will buy case. you a... What was the rest of that song? Garden. I oh yeah. I buy you a garden. garden. Was it so Everclear? your flowers can grow. No, who was it? Everclear. Ever. Everclear. It was. Everclear. 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 Yes. Okay. Thank you. Good. Good Our poll. People are like, what are they talking about? What's going on? Cougar tails and Everclear. Tune in for BYU Sports. <laughs> Our question of the day is this: How much do you care about the end of season uh, awards? At the casual hippie on Twitter. Between five and thirteen. <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> At Twitter Stone on Twitter. Not that much. I think it's good for the players to validate the hard work that they do, but I worry more about the team's results. I think we'd care a lot more if we had a player of the year candidate. Like if we had a Kyle Collinsworth and we were like, Kyle should win. Or if we knew there were going to be two we, or three we care about Lauren in the, Gustin, on the first team. We care about Lauren Gustin winning POI or not, right? Um, yeah, and if we, we... So the one year we probably don't, we, Brigham, don't have a first team where we're like, we don't care. It's like any stat or ranking that BYU doesn't look favorable, like doesn't really mean Do much. Do offensive rebounds matter? But had the exact same thing happen, same same <laughs> poll that we looked at that we that we poo-pooed, this time BYU's high on the list. We're like, it means everything. Like, we're, it's it's the greatest thing. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler Huntley. I appreciate it. And <laughs> <laughs> SR Pick 56 on Instagram. <laughs> That's still one of the best things ever. After the 2019 BYU-Utah game, Tyler Huntley's now with the Ravens. Who uh, gave the ball up at the goal line? The <laughs> he he says after BYU uh, Utah smashes BYU. Day so poo poo. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, the Pac-12 uh, has been poo poo <laughs> in the TV stuff. Yeah, it's fun. It's a battle. It's whatever. At SR Pick 56 on Instagram. Awards are like five-year-olds getting a participation trophy. Team game. Just uh, I disagree. I think the awards uh, are important and matter, and it'd be nice. Well, to and it's a reflection of what you did during the year. Um, so the, and, and your individual performance can be a reflection of your correct, team. The correct. teams who win are awarded more. Yes. Um, yeah, I disagree a little bit on that. But, yeah, listen, when you're five, you shouldn't worry about whether you're winning or losing. That's my opinion. I, have, I take umbrage with some of the coaches of my kids where I'm like, why are you telling them about the score right now? He's four. <laughs> like, when you're a little because older. Because how will they learn, you can, uh No, that's too young. <laughs> it's too young. At uh, Herman Deutsch. I care a lot because the end of season awards are the diamond standard for all teams, coaches, athletic departments, existence, your school's path towards the goals of postseason play, reputation, exposure, financial compensation for tournament excellent are evaluated. Agreed. It, it, it does matter. Now, in the Big 12, how differently are we going to feel about some of this? Because certainly BYU is uh, one of the four new teams trying to break in. Uh, you're trying to, like We're hoping there's a guy on the second team. I don't know if they do f 10 players or five. I get why the league does 10, by the way, because there's 10 players on the court at a time. But I was, I'm just thinking it's like you're one team against like an opponent that isn't the WCC. I don't know how it is in the Big 12, but how, how differently are we going to feel about awards next year in the Big 12? Well, it depends on how close BYU is to having people on them. It, Play, it really boils down to, to that. To be the player of the year, you're going to have no to be secret a behind lottery this. pick. Yeah. Yeah. So go get some lottery picks. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, our Elite Voice of the Day is presented by PAX, pronounced uh, PAX, of course, Healthcare Elevated. The Croxel on Instagram. I care about it because, to me, it has the same impact as our Pac-12 championship that we won. <laughs> Bragging rights. The, yeah, the, uh, the 2021 Pac-12 South title. It was pretty awesome. We still have the shirts. We still have the shirts. We still have the shirts. Do have, ben, do we still have the banner around somewhere? Yeah, it's the it's, banner. The banner is the in the banner building. Banner is hanging in uh, Ben Bagley's office proudly. <laughs> I think he salutes to it every day. So it is Wednesday. Tournament starts tomorrow. BYU uh, men and women come in on Friday. For the women, we talked about the men. The mm -hmm. hope is to get the money. What do you expect for the women? What are you hoping as the five seed the women do? Yeah, I, I think I think the hope is you get to Monday and then see what happens. I, I don't I don't get think, to Monday. I, two well, games. I, I don't look. The BYU women's basketball team could make it all the way to Tuesday. Yes. They're, they have the talent to do that. Yes. Like, I'm, I fully expect them to at least make it to Monday. Yes, I, I, think, yeah. I think they win Friday. I think they win Saturday. I think they're playing Monday. And then you see what happens. But there's, there's nothing, that, that, nothing that tells me that BYU women's basketball cannot win this thing down there. They've certainly got to get great play from Nani Falatea when she plays well. Yes. And her assists are high and her turnovers are low. The, the turnovers BYU's, have to come down. They, yes. they, as, as a team specifically, yes. they, they, the turnovers have to come down because when they, when they yes. do, this team is elite. They've got a chance because they've got the best player on the court oftentimes, yep. right, when they play. So the, the possible path, WCC player of the year. Yeah. The path is this, BYU women versus Santa Clara or Pepperdine, and then they would play San Francisco, a team that BYU split with but uh, really took it to at home. And then you match up with Gonzaga. BYU played Gonzaga tough in both games. Zags won mm -hmm. by single digits in both those games, 27-3 uh, and three and ranked 18th in the country right now. That'd be, that'd be tough. But if you get to Monday, it's going to be a tough game no matter what. So we're excited. Um, from Vegas, we're going to have BYU Sports Nation uh, for the next couple of days starting tomorrow. And then, of course, every West Coast Conference game Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday we do the two women's games and Monday the two women's games. And uh, let's see what B BYU can do. Shep, final ride, man. One last ride, Vin Diesel voice, uh, in Vegas in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Bringing the family. Bringing the family to Vegas. One last ride. It's all about family. Our thanks to today's uh, guests, Greg Rebell and Spencer. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This is this and all of this our shows the way? are on the BYUSN.com. BYUSN.com is the way. I got Grogu. He's been hanging out right here. We'll bring him on for the last part. Sorry to Dennis. We ran out of time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Keena Young. Gymnastics versus the entire state of Alaska coming up next on BYTBF. Go Cougs.